is is Star Wars becoming Star Trek where there's just a lot of it and some of it's not good and it's just going to be on all the time, basically? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Nemoidians and Toydarians of all ages, welcome to The Fet and the Furious, a show where fellow like-minded bad babies have formed an alliance to discuss, review, theorize, and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the galaxy far, far away. My name is John, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host and fellow Mandalorian Jedi Padawan Travis to discuss the third episode of the long-awaited live-action Disney Plus Star Wars series, Ahsoka, Part 3, Time to Fly. Andor notwithstanding, the pacing of the live-action Star Wars series have been rather janky. With Ahsoka, we are now almost halfway through the season, yet it feels as if we've barely gotten through the introductions. There have been some very cool moments and interesting ideas, but it feels as if Dave Filoni is writing for this series as if it were an animated show with 22-episode seasons rather than a mere eight, each seemingly as long as a single episode of Rebels. With this week's installment delivering not so much in terms of plot advancement. We got a few really cool scenes in one hell of an action sequence. Most importantly, this chapter began addressing perhaps the biggest issue the first two episodes faced, at least with me. It started developing who these characters were, their relationships with one another, and giving us a reason to care about them. Now, Travis, were you as happy as I was? This week, when we actually started to see some downtime between characters like Sabine and Ahsoka, where they showed us who they are and why they are where they are, instead of telling us who they are and why they are there. Yeah, it's pretty much what I was hoping for from this episode, like them not being on the outs anymore, being able to hang out and bond. For the sake of the audience as well, huh? Yeah, it, it's... It's still it, not... The character stuff in this still isn't great, but we're at least making progress. We needed some hang time in mm-hmm. the first episode. Um, the rare moments where it felt like we were going to get some, uh, notably like between Ahsoka and General Hera, was mostly filled with... I have prepared this briefing for you and then them just saying what they're doing exactly and then exclaiming, you know, you should really call this person. They're not going to want to talk. And like as someone who hadn't watched Rebels or the Clone Wars, but still has a good history with Star Wars and a general idea of who these characters are, um, like I wasn't aware that the mystery they were setting up was like why Sabine and Ahsoka were on the outs, because I assume that was all stuff that was shown in rebels. Mm -hmm. 
uh, which apparently it was not. And none of the Ahsoka potentially taking on Sabine as a Padawan was in Rebels. But it also didn't necessarily provide any moments where like I understood character traits other than them saying these people did a lot of stuff during the rebellion and now they're here with the exception of Sabine and them just telling us she is very artistic and she does have purple hair and here's this punk song. It was just very bizarre. So like this opening sequence with the training between Ahsoka and Sabine. And then later on during the, um, during the uh, dog fight, um, like the space battle and the starship battle, having that banter, I feel like I've learned more about these characters than I did in the entire, like whatever it was hour and 15 minutes of the first two episodes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, those first two episodes is almost two hours total. They're both longer than this one and a lot more downtime. Yeah, a lot more downtime. And even though this episode kind of featured like more literal downtime, like more hanging out time, like there was an actual conversation between people like having breakfast or whatever or drinking coffee or whatever in this episode that the first episode was kind of like drastically missing. And then during that dogfight sequence that we'll get to, I kind of remembered how I learned exactly who Han Solo was and what his relationship with Luke and Leia were going to be like during those action bits in A New Hope. Like the bickering and the, uh, yeah, the don't get cocky kid shit, you yeah. know? Yeah. And the first episode had none of that despite having some action bits, but they were more action figure video gamey mm-hmm. kind of, as opposed to this where there I liked was- that, but yes, I, I liked the action in the first two episodes, but yeah, it is very, uh, if I didn't already know who the character was, I don't know why you would care about them. No, and the, the, the character who got the most personality in the first episode was the butler robot. Um, Hu Wang? Yes, yes, being played by David Tennant, which we mentioned last week. Yeah, yeah like, and you don't even realize it's being played by David Tennant, right? It doesn't really sound like him. I don't, I don't think they're doing anything with the voice or anything. It just, yeah. It just sounds like stuffy British guy, but I guess that makes sense, right? And like <laughs> yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars is like known for getting like good stuffy British guys, right, to do their uh, their robot voices from Anthony Daniels to um, oh my god, what's the guy who did the robot voice in Rogue One? Peter Sturfinkowitz or whatever his name is. You know that guy? Uh, no, not right offhand. No. Oh, I he's know. cool. He's cool. He played the Tick on. Uh, the new live action series that got canceled really soon okay. on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like that show. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I, 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 I like the downtime hanging out with these characters, but it is really almost the midpoint through the season. And I'm just learning about them as like an outsider to this specific 
portion of the galaxy far, far away. And one thing this episode did not have is is the villains, which I found to be the most compelling part of kind of the first episode. Yeah, yeah. We they're kind of stuck in the status quo where they were last. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. They're in it, but it's just there's nothing new with them going on. No. Um I do kind of think it's interesting because like during this training sequence in the beginning on Ahsoka's ship. Um, I don't know the class of starfighter that this thing is. Do you happen to know? No, no, I do not. I do not. I'm yeah. not a fucking nerd. I'm not a fucking nerd. I didn't give fucking. Yeah, it's the ghost or the phantom or whatever. I don't, I yeah. Didn't... I didn't get wedgies. I gave wedgies. Um, <laughs> I didn't eat knuckle sandwiches. I served them. Um, it's actually called a T six shuttle, but um, mm, mm. <laughs> they were made specifically for the Jedi. They didn't have weapons until the Clone Wars. They were like transport shuttles, but then they equipped them with. Uh... So yeah, I do actually know about them and was served a few knuckle sandwiches in my day. <laughs> but the um, the thing I thought was kind of interesting is like. Is Sabine the first time we've seen someone getting trained as a Jedi with zero force sensitivity? sensitivity. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think so. Yeah. It, it's kind of an odd, an odd character in general because we had plenty of Mandalorian nonsense in the Disney Plus Star Wars shows. And I do see kind of where she fits in whenever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I don't understand why she needs to be a Jedi, other than to <laughs> kind of. Like, I'm shaking <laughs> my head. Like, like uh, there are two villains, John. <laughs> I know, I know. And have, That's yes. why she needs to be trained. Yes. As George Lucas says, it needs to be a tone poem. It needs to rhyme. Uh, you know, it's poetry. Um, the end is the beginning is the beginning is the end. But the, um, I mean, this woman was a Imperial cadet, a Mandalorian leader, like a fucking war hero. Like, yeah. you know, they established that at least in the show at the very beginning. But yeah. They make her sound like she's incompetent on this show. They're like, God, she's never going to last in this. And it's like, didn't she do this before? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's confusing to me, you know, but the idea of um, someone with no force sensitivity is is kind of interesting because like we never got what I wanted to be explored at the end of uh, Last Jedi, a movie I do like. Um, I, I hate that I have to like f- say that every time <laughs> I talk about The Last Jedi. I like The Last Jedi, and I thought it was interesting that Ray was nobody, and I thought Broom Boy was going to be the future of Star Wars, where Star Wars was going to become every one matters. It's not just the fucking Skywalkers and the Solos yeah. and the Palpatines. But then somehow Palpatine returned and <laughs> she became Ray Skywalker. We don't know how she found that little ranch house out there in the farm. She was just wandering past it. Um, right. 
but but like her not having force sensitivity is interesting and i have to ask do you think that these training sequences are a direct response to ray yes to ray and the outcry of people who say like how is she so good at this when she ne- we never saw hours of her training, Travis? You know what I mean? I, I don't think so. Not as much. I think it's mainly just like calling back to what we've seen before with uh, Obi-Wan training Luke and all that. People liked that. And it was like almost direct callbacks to it with the, uh, the blinders on. Yeah, yeah. I am curious to know if the... Uh, the blinder uh, style or whatever had a, a name before the show or because the, the name they give it here is fucking a reference to Zatoichi, the, the blind swordsman uh, movie franchise, whatever. And really? Yeah, it was Zatoichi. It's missing an eye. Ooh. Oh, not missing two eyes though, so they can still see. But, I can still see. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one-eyed raven, of course. Um, I always called it a blast helmet. I wasn't aware. Yeah, it looks like a uh, kendo mask. Yeah, it does. It does. It looks like something a nerd on the fencing team would wear, too. Yeah. Um, um, Sabine looks like somebody who would have been on a fencing team in my high school with, like, the purple hair and shit. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I, I texted you while I was re-watching it. I do love the versatility of this room. Um, I think it's interesting. <laughs> like I've never kind of seen a room, uh, as practical. Is it a dojo? Is it a kitchen? Is it an office? Because like answers, yes. The answer is all yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. The answer is all of them. And, um, I assume this is the same room where it has the, the bit in the middle that freezes up to become like a, a lounge area. No. It is. Yeah. They oh, show, yeah. they show it come up. Yeah. Like as soon as it ends, they're like, let's have some coffee or whatever. And they show like the, uh, the, 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 what's it called come up. And that's basically when Ahsoka. It's a very big ship. I mean, whenever we see it later in Ahsoka standing on it, that is the same ship, right? That is the same ship. Yes. Yeah. I don't think we should uh, <laughs> pay too much attention to like the sizing of this thing. Cause yeah. Well, I don't once think I, it's very consistent. Well, once the Lego set comes out, it'll be confirmed <laughs> exactly how big it is. Mm-hmm. So, because I will build it probably along with my Razor Crest and uh, oh. what's the not slave one? What's the new <laughs> <laughs> What's the new name for that stupid thing? Uh, um, I didn't realize they had given it a new name. I just knew they weren't going to call it the slave one anyway. I remember the outcry very, very yeah. well. The thing they never said in anything canon, <laughs> right? Well, they did it in the expanded universe stuff, and that was canon until it wasn't. Exactly, they did it in that Dark Horse comic that one yeah. time. Yeah, when um, because my house has been under renovation and and stuff along those lines, and I've been having to like move a lot of stuff around and get rid of a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. bring stuff downstairs and upstairs into storage and out of storage and all this shit. Um, you know, I found. A lot of comic books and the amount of dark horse star Wars comic books I found that I didn't think I used to read was shocking. Oh yeah. Like, yeah oh, shocking Travis. Yeah. Like absolutely shocking. Um, I found 
like big compendium, like hardcover, like things that I owned. I found like probably close to like 150 single issues. Like I just picked up a short box and I was like, this is all dark horse star Wars shit. It's crazy. And like Warhammer or something, like you know what I mean? It's just like trash that I probably read when I was like, you know, like 22, 23, whatever. Mm-hmm. A couple of them were fun though. One of them that I did find that I like kind of recommend is um, actually two. Uh, it was, it was like right before star Wars comics went over to Marvel, uh, Brian Wood, um, who's like a writer who I do like um, got in a bit of trouble. I think he was one of those guys with like Warren Ellis who got, Oh yeah. Kind of like canceled for being like shitty to women. But um, Mm -hmm. he wrote like just a book called star Wars or something along those lines. It was was like the main star Wars title and it was pretty cool. Um, Can you read any uh, star Wars legacy? I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's uh, of the dark Wars stuff. That's the only one that I've read the entirety of. Interesting. That's one that I had the, the hardcover for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it came in a very nice black binding. Um, but uh, I, I found, I think it was about like 12 issues published, but it it's called The Star Wars and it's based off the original Lucas script. So you could see like how bad Star Wars was before like he went to his friends to like touch it up kind of, but yeah, it still are is you, interesting. Uh, are you familiar with the Splinter of the Mind's Eye? The, uh... It was basically the screenplay that was written in case they couldn't fucking in case the first movie didn't do well. No, it was a more cost effective, I guess. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. What's the deal with that? Uh, I've not read it in its entirety. Like, I'm just familiar with why it was made. Interesting, and it was it was published as a novel by Alan Dean Foster, who wrote like a lot of like novelizations and shit like that. Like that's yeah. like a, uh, a name that I remember. Yeah. It was the first star Wars novel with an original storyline published after the release of the original films. That is really fucking funny. Focuses on Luke Skywalker and princess Leia who are a maroon together on the world of Mimba. It's a encounter- episode. <laughs> It's a bottle episode. No, I have no idea. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that was an interesting uh, plan that they had there. Yeah, that is really funny. That is really funny. No, I, I had no idea that this existed. That is really funny. They encounter a Wanderella, which is apparently a creature in Star Wars. Very interesting. Um... What do you think of Ahsoka's like tactics as a teacher in general here? Ah, uh, just very uh, standard Jedi stuff. Like uh, the only thing that gives this training uh, montage or whatever any uh, uniqueness is the presence of the other droid that talks about. It. Uh, Sabine being completely unqualified and all that shit. Uh, and Ahsoka saying straight out, I don't need Sabine to be a Jedi. Which I thought was just bizarre. Like, is she leading Sabine on and just giving her additional fight training? 
Well, for like a confidence booster? Ahsoka's or... not a Jedi, uh, technically. Uh, not a member of the Jedi Order. But she is one with the Force, and the Force is one with her. Yes, yes. Yeah, she is a Force wielder. She went through... Light side training, all that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jedi yeah, training uh, school. It's one of those Star Wars things where... Uh, I thought part of the thing was that the Jedi Order had flaws that or inherit to that that uh, model, and they just they want to repeat it. Well, th- she does they have that. Uh, she does have again. That's another thing I like about the fucking Last Jedi. Like, mm-hmm. and I hate that I have to start everything with. <laughs> and I like that movie, but one yeah. of the things I like about that movie is what I always took away from the prequels is. The Jedi failed, and that's what yeah. that was about. The Jedi Order failed and let this happen under their thumb because they were, like, clouded and got lazy mm-hmm. and kind of fell into, like, complacency while, like, fascism, like, rose um, yeah. within their ranks. And, you know, The Last Jedi did address that, and he's like, I tried to start the Jedi School, and I realized this shit is not good. You know what I mean? Like, this is not the way, you know, and that's why I was excited about broom boy. You know what I mean? Um, do you think that knowing all of these Jedi existed during the period that was the original series kind of makes like the reveal of Luke a bit less climactic, like, and special where, you know, when I grew up, um, you know, thinking about the original series, you know, and most of the expanded universe lore being set, you know, before and after, but the stuff that was set during it, like the uh, Dash Rendar shit and all that, like... Um, no other Jedi running around in the... No other Jedi running yeah. around there. Exactly. So we know there was like, you know... A lot of these fuckers that survived. A lot of these guys survived. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like comic books where they're constantly retconning stuff and it makes it all <laughs> uh, bigger and smaller at the same time, I guess. Yeah, there's around 100 Jedi <laughs> it's that survived galaxy, Order 66. Yeah. yeah, but that's still a lot. Like, they controlled the entire galaxy. That was, like, the <laughs> whole point. Like, 100 of these guys, they didn't just, like, boom, 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 boom. Like, you know, like... What That's you why you watch the the uh, in release order, and uh, only in the amount of span of time. Like you can't watch the prequels immediately after you watch the original story. You have to wait twenty years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like God you intended. To, like God intended. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's very bizarre to me. It, it's it's very bizarre to me. Um. Are you here for the thirst traps for General Hera or uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Yeah, it's mildly amusing to me, but yeah, I don't fucking. We've objected, objected by Twilight's a lot on this show. We do. Yeah, I think I prefer Mary Elizabeth Winstead as a result. I do too. It it does make me curious. You know what I mean? I'm. Uh, I guess I'm pan curious. Is that what they would call me, right at that point? They uh, they raised some questions in this one um, related to her character, and 
I guess something was introduced in Rebels with her having a kid and everything, and I don't like it. I don't think that it makes any fucking sense for like a man. Yeah, so like after it, like, it kind of ties into what you were saying about the where are all these other Jedi? Where are all these other half alien species fucking running around? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if Hera a Twilic could have a child with a human Jedi man. Uh, what was the name of that guy? Canon Jarrus. Canon Jarrus. Um, Pretty Prince Jr. <laughs> Pretty Prince Jr. Yeah. Generic white guy. Um, yeah. If she could have a child with a human man, we know Jabba the Hutt was fucking like all these <laughs> things, right? Yeah, yeah. We know Jabba the Hutt was fucking all these things. We know... Job of the Hut stuck whatever it is that Job of the Hut has inside of a salacious B crumb, right? Or reverse visa, you know? Yeah. Salacious B crumb got inside that thing. Job of uh, didn't even know. a Richard Gere thing there, right? They just got like an, an extra large toilet paper roll. And yeah. Mm hmm. Tatooine Gigolo starring uh, Richard Gere, directed by Paul Schrader. Paul Schrader's final film. They let him out the retirement home to. <laughs> Completely dementia-ridden, yes, yes. Yeah, completely dementia-ridden. He has, like, uh, a scene where, like, it's just some guy writing in, like, a a journal, like, in, in some dusty Tatooine hut somewhere. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, talking about the, the, the desert rat. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, the desert rat can withhold more water than a cactus or something along those lines. Um... No one thinks that joke's as funny as you and I do, but I think that joke is very funny. Um, but the again, like these half breed creatures, these uh, what happens when a Mon Calamare and a fucking Jar Jar Bink, a Gungan, yeah. have a child, right? What happens when a Gungan and uh, do we got anything that walks like a centaur on four legs in Star Wars? <laughs> uh- I'm sure there's something out there somewhere. Yeah. Has to be, right? Mm-hmm. Has to be. Um, what happens when, like, a, Luke fucks that walrus thing that he milks? <laughs> it turns out you just have a normal, like, human-looking child. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking boring. Fucking boring. And my hope is that... In the inevitable future, they allow like David or Brandon Cronenberg to direct one of these spinoffs, and it's one of these half breeds going through puberty. There's not even a plot; it's just like the birthing process, and it's yeah, or the the pu the puberty like transformation. Oh scene. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, like, him um, growing the uh, the tentacles the or whatever they're fucking told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or the uh, the walrus nipples, and just like that that blue pus milk shooting out mm-hmm. everywhere. Julia Cornell makes it where like you know like a mon calamari and a speeder have sex and uh, gets pregnant and explores gender politics on mm-hmm. Tatooine or whatever happens. Um, do you think Hollywood has courted Julia de Corneau for anything like stupid? <laughs> I'm sure at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like Refn was like courted for wonder woman at one point in time. Oh, like, wow. yeah. Like he's like, I'm making Logan's run and I'm making wonder woman after that. 
and then everyone saw only god forgives and was like no you're not <laughs> put a stop in this right fucking here yeah mm-hmm. that's probably for the best probably for the best listen to our copenhagen cowboy episode it's really fun <laughs> it was pretty fun to talk about yeah. um um what do you think of this sequence where like uh Hera went in front of like the New Republic Council to tell them like what happened and they basically called her out like sounds kind of suspicious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sounds kind of suspicious, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the scene. Uh I feel like it did a better job of establishing who Thrawn was than the first two episodes. Agreed. Uh, and why he's someone to be feared is not just your standard, uh, standard fucking military officer. He's, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's like a real threat. And, um, he's murdered some of her friends. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, I, I like how some of the government like vouches for the ex space Nazis. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the project paper to fuck it off. <laughs> Yeah, some of them are very good people on both sides kind yeah, of argument. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think the idea of the New Republic's, like, bureaucracy being their inevitable failure is interesting. Like, that was, like, an interesting part in the kind of lackluster Mandalorian Season 3 where um, Korean Spaceman went to... Um, Tracy Meadows, the ladies' man, and yeah. was like, you know, like this shit is going down. And he's like, ah, they didn't sign the treaty, so it sucks to suck, you know. And he's like, yeah. yeah, but that's not the right thing to do. And it's like, we got to protect our people, We're America first. Yes, yeah, America first, buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I yeah, expected this scene to end with her going rogue. It did not, but uh... yeah, like stealing a spaceship. Well, we haven't seen that yet. Uh, no, no, not yet. It's coming, though. You know what else is coming, Travis? This little kid palling around with a little robot. Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking forward to any chase scenes they have planned for this. Yeah. Because you know Hera's going to, like, steal, like, a fast ship, you know, her Phantom. Mm-hmm. And, like the new Republic's going to be like, stop that general. So we can court martial her. And she's going to be like, come on, you half breed freak. Fucking. <laughs> That's uh, her pet name for her child. Yes. 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 My little tadpole. What do they call those things? You know, um, my, my, that is kind of my big, like, I'm scared of this. My big complaint from this entire thing. Um, other than General Hera wearing shoes is, um, <laughs> uh, which we found out on DeviantArt, there's a lot of uh, people with similar complaints. Yeah, a lot of creative liberties taken on on General Hera's uh, choice in footwear or there for lack of. But um, they have a they have a Akbar. He he don't talk, and that's just a wasted opportunity. You know what I mean? Always. Yeah, just a like butt general from that thing. He could you know be what a I bad mean? guy. Yeah. He doesn't need to be this Asian fellow, but Yeah. Yeah. But general, just like a quick a quick little line. We could have had him. Mm-hmm. Um we've we've never gotten a Moidian 
in this galaxy since uh since the prequels, have we? Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. Were there only two of them? There had to be more than that. <laughs> uh yeah. I uh, God. Maybe they were wiped out after the Empire took control. Maybe in the canon doesn't like aliens, surprisingly. So I would love like um a kind of like spin-off show of like, you know, like the 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 Jewish, like the Israeli like hunters who went to Argentina to like get those like rogue Nazis. You know yes, what I yes, mean? Yeah, the, uh, there's a prime series on that now, right? With uh, Al Pacino in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love just like kind of like Gungan kind of Zionist, you know what I mean? Like going after yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uh the Nemoidians uh, in like space Argentina, you know? That would be uh Catherine Kennedy were here with, with plenty of ideas. We got a Julia de Cornu body horror puberty uh-huh. film. It could be the Star Wars Spider-Man if you really wanted it to be <laughs> with more tentacles. And we got a Zionist Nemoidians. Um, so the Ahsoka ship, right? They're getting closer to the signal where ever that uh, chopper dropped the tracking device on on the stolen thing. So they can figure out where this fucking hyperdrive is going. Um, And they're approaching the planet Cetos. I like planet Cetos. I don't understand how the entire thing is, um, is like, like New England in the fall planets, but I do yeah, like yeah, that's the just the way of Star Wars right there. They they don't have like multiple biomes per planet. It's just the one. Yes, because I guess they all circle the same suns and yeah, at the same yeah. time. I mean, I, that's what we need. We need planets that are just lava. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. We need a lava planet. We need a tree planet. Mm-hmm. We need, well, it's a moon. It's not a planet. Um. That's no moon, but um, yeah, they they see what Rita Repulsa. What's the name of this bad guy? She's got like a very forgettable name. Oh, uh, oh, Bruce Lee's daughter. I don't know her name. Bruce Lee's daughter, Rita Repulsa. Yes, the yes. the the night sister. We see what the night sister's been cooking up. Morgan Elsbeth. That's it. Morgan Elsbeth. Do you know I knew someone named Elsbeth? Like not Elizabeth. Her first name was Elsbeth. Mm-hmm. It was very weird, and I I always thought it was bizarre. But uh, big good friend of mine back in the day. Um, essentially, they get this like hologram from Hera saying like the New Republic's not coming. Sorry, you're kind of screwed. And then they find this like interstellar hyperspace tunnel um, wormhole. Yeah, yeah, a hyperspace ring. A a giant one using six um six hyperspace drives or whatever mm-hmm. warp drives is that what they call them i i think it was a hyperspace drive yeah yeah star trek is a warp drive so star trek goes yeah, out of their way to, yeah 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 they're mined uh with dilithium crystals is that how they're powered i believe um yeah and this leads into a fucking dog fight which is pretty much the remainder of the episode um I liked seeing this. I'm trying to think 
have we had an extended dog fight like this long other than in the movies? Oh, I was going to say pirate, pirate King, Gorian shard. Um, Ah, never forget uh, the monkey man. That was pirate King, Gorian shard. My favorite wet Muppet of the year so far. Mm. Um, That's fair. Yeah. He's, he was great. He's a wet Muppet King. Um, we got some sequences there with those like pirates, but nothing like this long. And and I dug this, like some of that stuff from the prequels is the stuff that I remember. And I, I kind of like a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Am I crazy? Yeah. There no, there's nothing wrong with the, uh, the space battle stuff in those movies. Except Other for those the like, and yeah. The- and, and those, uh, what are those things called? They're like, they're like little spider droids and they like land. Oh on yeah. You. you didn't like them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck I know. They're like muck droids or something. Like I hate muck droids or whatever the fuck those things were Pew called. Trice droids, I think is what they were called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas licensing rights for new action figures is what they were fucking called. There were so <laughs> many ships in those fucking battles, but no, I like the space battles um, in the prequels quite a bit. And I, this action was, fairly reminiscent except not as like claustrophobic and crazy yeah yeah that's uh what i noted too is it's kind of just like open space only a few ships and uh i feel like the ships are more durable than past star wars where they take a lot of hits it's not just like a tie fighter getting struck once and then flying off or exploding yeah and they they make a um they make note of not calling it a shield. They call it like a deflector. Yes, and and yes. I, I dug that where it's like these things like kind of like use some sort of gravity, like push the, mm-hmm. the laser beams from hit from hitting them. And I kind of dug that quite a bit. Um, and we got to see our girl, uh, Shin Hadi. Yes. Yes. Which and I the, think uh, is the mask hilarious. Again. Marek. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you were saying before the show, Shin is Japanese for new. Is that correct? I I believe so. I know that New Japan Pro Wrestling is called the Shin Neon Pro Pro Wrestling. So, yeah. Yeah. Shin is like Shin sure Godzilla, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this woman's Shin name is Ultraman. I, I assume it's all. Yeah. The new hotness. That's what they're calling this lady. <laughs> basically yeah yeah that's a short description yeah um i guess the highlight of this thing is as the like stuffy butler droid like finally finishes like downloading what he needs to download the ship gets like wrecked and they like lose all power so while sabine is like fixing the inside of the ship with her like mechanical skills um ahsoka tanu puts on like a spacesuit and goes outside with gravity boots. She puts on moon boots here. Yes, yes, she does. This is really cool. I, uh, I'm not gonna nitpick too much about the logistics of like how quickly she put it on. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because then there people are going to complain and they're going to show us nano technology because they're like very true, very true. Maybe the back of my new 
uh, moon boot Ahsoka black figure will tell me that it's got nanotechnology <laughs> and that's how she put it on. Because like yeah. every time someone puts on a new suit in this thing, I just keep thinking like, oh, there's a new action figure and there's a new action figure. You know what I mean? Yeah, you should uh, try to stifle your cynicism a little bit because people change clothes. Yeah, life. as I as I stare at my Werner Herzog black figure, you know. Give me a Attack of the Clones Watto with a little hat on, you fucking cowards. You know what I mean? That's like all I'm asking. A yarmulke? For. No. No, he's got that like that like fucking I know, I know. That I'm little like, that yeah. little hat, you know? Like he's in Fiddler on the Roof or something. Tatooine uh, Theater mm. Company was putting on Fiddler on the Roof. Um, <laughs> Space Fiddler would be fun. Um, I wanted to see Ahsoka fucking block shots with her lightsabers. We do some. Some, but not like. She cuts a ship in half or whatever after blocking two, but. Yeah, and then she kind of gets knocked close, and it's like a how did I wind up here sort of fun moment. Yeah. It feels in line with the character. Uh, yeah, that's kind of like one of the things. Like, everything, again, like, I haven't watched all of Clone Wars and all mm-hmm. of Rebels, and I know that she's, this is like post-original series, post the fall of the Empire, so there's a lot of Ahsoka story, like, we haven't seen. So she has become a little older and more broken and quieter and more contemplative. But, mm-hmm. like, what I've seen of her character is she's, like, really excited a lot of the time. And, yeah, yeah. Um, too much so in the beginning to where people didn't like her and then gradually, yeah. Yeah, but somewhere like in between, you know, people don't always like lose those characteristics. No, like it's no, no. in there somewhere. But like, you know, the famous like Lucas um, direction, you know, like what he always told his actors, like he never he was famously bad at working with actors and he would just scream faster, more intense, faster, more intense. <laughs> Do you know about that? No, no, I didn't. Uh, yeah, it's very funny. Like, that's all he I was going to say. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, yeah. There's probably a lot of that, too. Like, um, what am I actually blocking? It's like, don't worry. We'll put it in post. Yeah, yeah we're going to merge these two scenes together. We'll, we'll get the best cuts. Woohoo. They won't um, be, but. Yippee. <laughs> Faster, more intense. Yippee. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you want from me? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought all of this was really cool and um, them getting enough power back to essentially like get within the atmosphere of the of the the planets. The uh, the just to get back a little bit, they fly towards the ring and it's a bit I'm being very nitpicky here, but they fly directly at it where all of its guns are at equal reach. Yes. Instead of like flying around, since you're in a 3D environment, you can uh, it's it from an angle to where less guns are shooting at you. I guess is what I'm saying. You can probably come underneath it, <laughs> where they can't bend. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, but it's a less cool visual. I guess so. Well, what if the ring Real could cool. like twist around like a steering wheel? Oh yeah. Uh. Possibly, but we could have seen that, right? We could have seen that, but that would have meant paying your CGI artists to stick around and do that. <laughs> just or just, yeah, just yeah. flipping the footage upside down. You know what <laughs> I mean? They probably could have figured out a cheap way to do that. Um, 
Yeah, when they get inside the atmosphere, though, I like in atmosphere space fights, like dog fights. Like I thought that was one of the cool things and everything. Yeah, yeah. Remember, like Rogue One had a lot of really cool ones when they were on that that planet with the fake uh, Death Star laser and um, blah blah blah. I think Force Awakens has a couple too. uh, Yeah, I think there's a. a solo a bit was reminiscent of this with the clouds and the mysterious beasts and the yeah yeah. What happens if a Wookiee fucks one of those prawn things, like from Solo? Remember the prawn lady? Yeah, yeah, I. Uh, it's one for the ages. I don't. I bet it just looks like a normal human. Probably. Where's the hooky? one? It cancels out. That's why there's so many more humans in this universe. Hmm. If a Wookiee gets a boner, is it like a red like rocket that just comes out of its crotch, you think? Of course. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way. Um, inside this uh, atmosphere, while they're in the clouds, I, again, I thought all this looked really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our first look up close, really, of the space whales, the pergles, right? Yes. They look good. They look they like finished CGI. Yeah, they looked really good. Like um what high praise that is. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's in a fucking Star Wars thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um like to the, be fair, the, Star Wars is a better track record with finished CGI than our beloved Marvel. Extremely, extremely. Yeah. But but still at the end of the day, it's like the same corporate overlord. Yeah, I don't know. understand how that works. Why is one so much spottier mm-hmm. when they're both yeah. the golden geese? Truly, truly, yeah. truly, truly. Um, I thought these things looked really cool and kind of what I liked more than how they looked because I don't really think purgles are that cool. Like I know a lot of people <laughs> really like these things. They yeah. don't excite me too much. I think you kind of feel the same way, right? Yes, yes. Uh, the the purgle episodes of Rebels were boring as fuck to me. Yeah, uh, there may have just been one. Uh, it felt like eight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it felt like half a season of this fucking episode. The um, purgles are not my favorite thing, but again, we were talking about how like. Where's Ahsoka's personality kind of been? Where have mm-hmm. all these characters' personalities kind of been? Like, start showing we us some of their personalities. Flashes, but yeah, Dude. not not consistent. Yeah. But you see it here where she sees those things and she says, Yippee, basically. Um, <laughs> like, her eyes light up here. Yeah. She's like genuinely excited, like, holy shit, like we're close to finding our friend. You know, there's something personal. She doesn't feel like completely emotionally detached. Like one of the reasons this chick left the Jedi Order was like because they were assholes to her. And the idea of like losing emotional detachment was like bullshit. Right. And like now she's just acting like totally stoic and emotionally detached and like seeing her get excited for these things was neat. I, I liked this bit quite a bit. Um, I'm hoping they lean further into those sorts of things with the next few episodes to really establish for people who didn't watch fucking those cartoons. Same here. Just so yeah. we can kind of learn who the fuck these people are and like... I mean, wa- I've seen a lot of those cartoons and a lot of those characters, like the Rebels characters, don't have a whole ton of personality to me. 
I like Ahsoka. I Chopper is fun. Uh, the fucking Wookiee uh, concept art guy is nice, but a lot of the others are just kind of there. I agree, and I don't think. I don't think characters were ever Filoni or Lucas's like priority. Um, and like the actors behind them kind of brought a lot of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and the visuals did a lot of that for itself. You know what I mean? Like I liked Boba Fett more when he was just a figure <laughs> in the background. You know what I mean? And, and like, yeah. um, you know, and and Filoni kind of being the the master and apprentice to to Lucas, like you know, you think about like how Lucas develops characters, and it's like Anakin and Attack of the Clones, and you're like, oh boy, like you know. So I want to see why people love Ahsoka, and yeah, yeah. these little glimpses of her personality, like I start to see it here, and <laughs> they, they have a lot of her mannerisms, but it's not not their personality; it's just the way she looks. Some of the time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The way she stands at an angle or stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you have talented um, talent, you know what I mean, there. Like Rosario Dawson's like the I, absolute best. Yeah, yeah. I think if they were worse, this would be already pretty unbearable. 100%. 100%. If they were Tamara Morrison, uh, this would already be unbearable. <laughs> Things sort of went south a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when they land and like shut off all their shit and land in the the red fucking main forest, wherever you know New England planets, and turn back on sassy protocol droid, he's like, "Yep, that is a fucking wormhole machine. They can do a hyperspace jump at astonishing speeds, mm-hmm. and technically, this thing could travel to." another galaxy like theoretically if they knew the coordinates and navigations and then he recalls that the jedi archives um which is interesting that uh what was the name of that lady what was the name of the librarian and the jedi archives oh god it's, this is gonna jocasta is that it jocasta new yeah yeah yep. i have a jocasta new action figure <laughs> um it's amazing jocasta new let him into the jedi archives that lady uh, is such a bitch to Obi-Wan. Um, well, droids aren't real people. They don't, they don't count the same. That's droidism. It is. It is. It is. Yeah, a lot of speciesism and a lot of droidism on this podcast, I guess. Um, he recalls that the Jedi Archives spoke of intergalactic hyperspace lanes between galaxies that followed the migration paths of the Purgle. And they're like, we just saw those fucking things. Mm-hmm. So they got all... Excited, so that's basically like. Well, then the droid has no recollection of this. Oh, when uh, I uh, I mentioned last week, and I'm going to retract a little bit that Star Wars humor usually isn't funny. There, there's it has moments, I guess, and uh, I I really meant to say that there's a lot of dialogue humor that isn't funny because it's referencing in universe stuff like being called a scruffy looking nerf or things like that. Uh, true, true, true. Um. I think Star Wars, like the original trilogy, has some genuinely funny stuff. Like yeah, the Yoda when all the Dagobah stuff was uh, Yoda and R two. That's all like physical comedy and enjoyable. Huh? There is a part in Return of the Jedi, and every time 
like I'm on a plane and I land at JFK airport as somebody who like grew up in like a New Yorker. Um, there's that part in uh, Return of the Jedi where Han like still doesn't have his sight. And he's like, where are we? They're like Tatooine. And Luke's like, I was born on this planet. And Han Solo says, oh, you're going to die here too. And I, I think about that every time I land at JFK. I like that line a lot. Yeah, yeah it's good. Um, this episode ends with uh, Ray Stevenson's Balon Skull assembling a task force of his HK assassin droids and some scout guards to hunt down the Jedi who have taken refuge within the forest. And Travis, next week we will be halfway through this thing. I texted you today, how mad are you going to be when we don't get Thrawn or any of this other galaxy stuff until whatever this ensemble movie is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. uh... Yeah. This is what made me say that. They can't that drag it out fucking five episodes, surely. They can't? What if next episode <laughs> is fucking them on the planet hunting these things down? And then the sixth episode is them on the space Catching room trying to shut it oh, down. It's a unrelated episode just randomly stuck in here. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, my name is Luke Skywalker. He just like pops up. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah, this is what made me nervous of that because, like, now I think next week is going to be a forty-five minute, like, basically Endor kind of thing. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Oh, the Endor hunt or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the the one after that will be them on the space ring, trying to shut the thing down, and then mm-hmm. seven and eight will be thrown. You know what I mean? Mm. As opposed to just like get to the good stuff, you know? And like <laughs> here, here I am, like slow your roll, but instead it's more like. Don't waste fucking time. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, have your little sit down and have coffee fucking scene in the beginning. Give us an action bit. Like, give us some character stuff. Give us an action bit. Move the plot forward. Give us some character stuff. Move the action bit and move the plot forward. And yeah, yeah. I think we'll now, see Thrawn at the very least. I think we will not, too. Hopefully, not as like a fucking end credit scene or whatever. Uh, or just like episode seven and eight. Mm hmm. That's where I think we're going to see Thrawn, just like at the very end. That's quite possible, yeah. I, uh, this masked, uh, henchman person with the red lightsaber. Yes. We've talked about him previously, but one thing we didn't talk about was Sam Whitmer being in the credits of fucking one of the uh, episodes. And Sam who? Uh, Sam Whitmer, a uh, okay. actor known for doing. The voice of uh, Galen Starkiller in Force Unleashed and fucking uh, just the voice of Darth Maul in a few spots. The Starkiller being Darth Vader's secret, secret apprentice. apprentice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I checked for this not canon, but yet could become. But uh, it's a random henchman. <laughs> I assume mm-hmm. it's I maybe Ezra next the the big. One of the uh, big ones that people are speculating about who it is. The fact that he has a voice changer, it's got to be someone, you would think. Sure. Could just be a cool guy with a mask, though. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, There's a random uh, character from Rebels uh, that dies in one episode from a hole. And I could, uh, I'm seeing speculation it could be them, too. One of the uh, Inquisitors. I. Think that would be kind of a boring pick because it already looks like. <laughs> what if it's uh, Benny Safty? His character died. 
Uh, oh, I was saying maybe you just meant Benny Safdie himself. Just, like, yeah. just Benny Safdie. Just yeah. Benny Safdie. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. His character in Oppenheimer. I was getting that from a set of his latest movie and forced into all this fucking Inquisitor gear. And- yeah. Um, we, we're hoping that it's our boy Kyle Katan turned to the dark side and they make all the Dark Forces uh, series canon. Um, yeah. I don't know who I would want it to be. I don't know that there's anyone that would be like a dramatic reveal for me personally. Okay. I don't care enough about the most of the rebel characters for it to matter. And uh, it's kind of like when they set up mysteries in the sequel trilogy where there's okay. really no one that they could have revealed to be Ray's parents that I would have found to be all that interesting. <laughs> what about uh, Prince Zisor, the uh, villain from uh, Shadows, Shadows of the, of the Empire. Empire? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We what have seen that? his species again somewhere, member serves. Have we seen them mate with the human species? <laughs> uh, no, but if they adapt Shadows of the Empire, maybe we'll just see a little. Maybe. Well, do you think they'll be born green or just, uh, you know? I'm do you think there's child? There aren't really as many humans, like pure humans, as we thought all this time. There's a whole bunch of half breeds. And a whole bunch of child labor laws that prevent putting spray paint on children, probably. <laughs> That's never resulted in anything bad in the film industry. Never, never. Never. No cancer of any kind. Never, never. They could just use the Gorn makeup from the new uh, Star <laughs> Trek series. It looks pretty cool. I uh, I like a lot of the, the costumes from the Star Trek, even a lot. I'm not a Trekkie at all. Yeah. Yeah. The new the new Trek is good. Like uh Strange New Worlds. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember you saying you like that one. It's the uh the woke one you don't like. <laughs> it's discovery that I yeah. that I don't yeah, care yeah, yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's discovery. I like that to I the custom design in it too, but yeah, I, it didn't interest me. Uh, yeah. Although Discovery did answer the age old question. Where are the two penises on my Klingons? And do they go up and down or side to side? Mm-hmm. Yes, there are two, and they go side to side. We did find that out, uh, which I did appreciate. Much needed clarification, yes. It's one of those things that like drove me crazy. You know what I mean? And Star Trek aren't cowards and uh, mm-hmm. decided to give it to us. Strange New Worlds had a musical episode uh, this season. Oh, well, that's fun. It was very fun. Um, Captain Pine. Uh, there's like a big like Captain Pine is daddy kind of campaign going on within oh, the Trek community. See, yeah. Uh, what's the name of that guy? He he was in the uh, MCU. He played Black Bolt. Oh, uh, Anson Mount. Anson Mounts. Yes. He, yeah. he, he plays Captain Pine on uh strange two worlds. He fucking rips like he's great. Um, it does rule. Uh, Spock is pretty cool. And um, they do this interesting thing. Not interesting. It's like fucking age old TV where like <laughs> each member of the crew is like kind of the main character. Like, they like you know what I mean like in each episode like it'll be like oh this is O'Hara's episode this yeah, is this it's a, yeah yeah it focuses on one character per episode whatever it doesn't like focus on them but like they're the the main kind of one you know what I mean they're the like one that gets the plot 
they're the one who gets like the, oh, I learned a little bit about this guy this mm-hmm. week, you know? And guess what? By the end of the season, you give a fuck about everybody on the fucking show. <laughs> it really, really helps, you know? Like, uh-huh. Star Wars, like, take a hint, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, show us a little bit about these fucking characters. And that's one of the things that, like, kind of gets me concerned, where, like, I was asking you before, like, is Star Wars turning into star trek where there's just a lot of it now so we're gonna get some of the lackluster stuff and we're just gonna have to deal with it like i have had to deal with star trek my entire life where like sometimes there's a bad episode of enterprise that i don't agree with and it makes me irrationally mad you know what i mean um but the thing is like star trek lets their shit breathe and like Star Wars treats everything like it's so fucking important. You know what I mean? There's yeah, never just there like, aren't as many small scale stories. <laughs> no, and that's why like the Mando felt so nice when it was just kind of like day in the life of what's going on. Yeah, with yeah. This before guy. he decided he needed to revive the entire Mandalore's culture and planet, and fucking it's going to lead into live action movies and fucking uniting the Jedi. Can't and just be him bounty hunting people with his child. Yeah, like tearing up dog people in meat lockers or whatever they That's were doing. That's what I want from Mandalorian. <laughs> that was the best part of the yeah. Mandalorian. And that wasn't even on the Mandalorian. That was on another guy's show. Yeah, the meat yeah, locker yeah. Bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I hope Ahsoka picks up. Um, I wish this was the first episode uh, yeah. because I would have fucking got it. Um and basically, would that be like trimmed down <laughs> to where this was an hour long? Put some of the stuff from that was good from the uh, first episode or two, and sure, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Like the the brief a brief introduction mm-hmm. of how they got this lady out of the prison thing, meeting yeah, up yeah. with Sabine and Hera, and them figuring out how to find this space tunnel and give us a the lightsaber fight. Like you know yeah, what I mean? That's all I want. That's all I want. And then. Episode three could have been the fucking Endor chase and we would have been like in good shape. Instead, we're halfway through the fucking season at this point. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I do hate complaining, but uh, <laughs> speaking of complaining, Travis. Uh, me. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, do you have anything that you'd like to say before giving our final thoughts and our reviews on Ahsoka part, not chapter, part three, Time to Fly? No, no, I'm I'm good to go. All right, let's do it up. Tell us how you really feel. Let's rate this. We here at The Fat and the Furious rate and review all of these installments from one to five midichlorians. One midichlorian being the worst. That's where Sabine is. Five midichlorians being the best. That's where Anakin was. Uh, We do accept half midichlorians. Um, That's where, I don't know, what's the name of that that tentacled one who I used to like a lot? Um, Kit Fisto would be. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with that being said travis what say you for ahsoka part three episode three time to fly one out of five midichlorians oh wait this is going to be the same as last week three and a half 
Okay, you do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. That's my default rating for this was inoffensive, and I kind of liked it. Uh, and I could, yeah. I could foresee myself watching it again down the line at some point. Uh, like rewatching this today wasn't an issue. It it's short. It's action packed, kind of uh, a little bit of actual character uh, development this time around, which is nice. Uh, I like the first two episodes too. It's just for different reasons, and I'm I'm liking the show so far. I'm not liking it as much as I would like to like it. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is my most anticipated Star Wars show. I I like Ahsoka. I like Rosario Dawson. I like lightsabers, and when they mm-hmm. hit each other and they go bang, bang, cool. bang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I. Uh, I'm hoping that you finish big in the second half here. Yeah, I wanted to come up big in the second half. And um, this is by far not the worst Star Wars Disney Plus television that we've gotten. You know, no, no, they've set the bar so fucking low with that. <laughs> Book of Boba Fett was bad. Um, Obi-Wan was forgettable. Yeah, it had its moments of like high points. It just had like an entire subplot that. It runs the entire time. It is unimportant. It had Ewan McGregor being very hot riding a space camel, uh, which is worth the price of admission alone. And now we get his wife getting her feet drawn by freaks on the internet. So I guess... (laughs) I didn't realize that Ewan McGregor's uh, uncle was in one of the uh, original trilogy. No way, really? I think he plays Wedge. No way, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be mistaken on that. No, uh, you are correct, people, my friend. I don't, I don't really know what that well. There, he's not a character that I give a fuck about. <laughs> Some people like Wedge. I know, I know, I know. He's a friend or whatever from back home, but mm-hmm. I like yeah. Nim Num of all those guys. Oh uh, yeah, the, the guy with the lips. Yeah, yeah, the vaguely Asian-looking monster. The, uh-huh. the, the I, I don't of, think he looks Asian. I think that's you are fair. crazy. You are crazy. I, I like I like that little guy. I like that little guy. He looks look also... like maybe a Nemoidian had sex with a human, and that's what they are. Maybe huh? he does look like a Nemoidian had sex with a, a Nakbar, and that's oh, yeah. what it became. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Um. Yeah, Star Wars has set the bar very low with the Book of Boba Fett, and uh, third season of The Mandalorian was, like, overall pretty disappointing with a couple, like, rather high highs, but mostly mid-the-road yeah. kind of That's nothing. a show that I'm sure appeals to some fans a lot more than it did to us, more it's just like a whole world-building stuff, and it's not, like, a very interesting story. You don't want Axe Wolf? You don't want the, the continuing adventures of remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. Afraid not. Afraid not. No. Uh, but I loved the first season of The Mandalorian and the majority of the mm-hmm. second season of The Mandalorian. And then I put Andor up there with some of the best that Star Wars has ever been. So unfortunately, the low bar has been set. But we also know that Star Wars is capable of so, so much more. I also find myself not gravitor gravitating towards 
the Dave Filoni side of Star Wars, which I find myself kind of at odds with a large, rather vocal portion of the fan base um, who really loves that stuff. And I get it um, as like a comic book guy. Uh, I, I understand the world building stuff just being so fascinating. And I think Star Wars is a, is a wonderful, like kind of creative playground for that. Mm-hmm. Um the only thing I, I find it kind of lacking is um, it, it feels like world building to me, at least for the sake of just like expanding the world and the universe, as opposed to like letting it kind of like naturally develop into um, like interesting things. Like they didn't map out the Marvel universe. They just created cool <laughs> characters and figured, up as they went along. And yeah. 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 yeah, and you like, threw stuff in there as opposed to like these huge like Filoni with these five year plans, and that's one of the things like it's kind of what he's known for are these big large plans, and they don't have a lot of time here, and the clock is a ticking. And um, last week I think I gave the first two episodes two stars. Do you remember? I uh, two or two and a half. What is it? This is a two and a half, but it's a gentleman's two and a half today. Okay. Uh, we are we are progressing i find myself liking sabine and i like when ahsoka smiles and has fun Mm -hmm. i like when they do silly stuff that kind of feels star trekky like getting your moon boots on and going outside and having to fix things and i like the tactical stuff and having to fix the ship i appreciate it when they rebooted the robot and he instantly started just like it was just an animatronic pretending to push buttons. Yeah. But I liked that. It looked like it was pushing buttons and doing things like I liked all that. Um, I want more of the bad guys. And this episode severely lacked those bad guys. I, I'm kind of like, I think Stevenson's character is the most interesting character on the show so far. Yeah. Would you want a full episode doing their, their backstory at all? Him, I don't know if I'd want the backstory just told to me outright, but I would like a full story of him and showing him gradually getting more contemplative and understanding why he's feeling yeah. the way he's feeling. Uh, I would like a, a what, what's this fucking idiot's name? A Balin Skull centric episode with New Hotness by his side and mm-hmm. him lecturing New Hotness on like. You know, I, I'd like I'd like that, you know, the Dom sub thing with old guy and, and baby. Um I would like a uh, a bit like a full episode or half an episode or, or something uh, showing a bit more of him, especially with it being Stevenson's last big role potentially. I don't know what yeah. I haven't looked at his IMDB or anything. I just, just the uh, the story they have in mind for him is terrible. In which case oh, never mind. It could be. It could be. It could be. Uh, maybe he's a Palpatine. Maybe. Maybe we're all Palpatine. But like, is all this... Travis. Travis, Travis, Travis. Is all of this Thrawn coming back, Project Necromancer, mm-hmm. is all of this a long way for Filoni to somehow Palpatine returned us? I think it is a component. Mm-hmm. They, I'm sure they learned with the uh, the prequels and what the Clone Wars cartoon and all that stuff that 
if you keep powering through eventually, like you can massage things into making a bit more sense. Like mm-hmm. Anakin having a, an apprentice that we had never heard about in 30 fucking years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now maybe two. You know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, that that stuff genuinely concerns me because um, there was a lot of that in fucking Mando season three. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of somehow Palpatine returned going about. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that one episode where it's Andor but bad. <laughs> yes, Andor but bad. The one where like the Shadow Council was meeting. Mm-hmm. There was all yeah, that. He drove like Thrawn was already. They had already been in contact with him or something. I don't know. I would have to go back and rewatch it. I, I really don't want to do that. I don't want to do that either. Do you find yourself rewatching any of this? Uh, maybe if the the landing is good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the, what we've gotten so far, but if the uh, the build doesn't pay off in a, a good way, maybe not. But yeah, I think maybe before Andor season two, I'll rewatch that. But even like before Mando, I was like. I'm not rewatching any of that. You know what I mean? And maybe that's just the podcast because like we watch these things like three times. Like I watch. Yeah. These oh, I think the podcast is part of it for, for some of it. Like Andor, I could rewatch that at some point, but yeah. We yeah. Watch it three fucking times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even the new Marvel stuff, man. Like oh, I I, by the time we're, I'm in the mood to actually revisit something like that. There's something new on the way. Right I know. Corner, so it's just why not wait or watch a, a real movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a real bad movie, as the case may be. Yeah. yeah, or just trash that isn't Marvel trash. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Trash. Like, yeah, the the Shin trash. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I mean, like before these episodes, like. Sometimes, like, I'll literally go to the movie theaters three times, four times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before before we record something, just so I can I can get it in and then, like, wave my pirate flag at home, maybe, like, right <laughs> before we record. Just so, like, the quality of uh, camcorders, you know? <laughs> yeah, it depends. It depends. Well, you can do an AI upscale. I just gave oh, you a big lecture yeah, yeah. on how that works. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, man. Um Let's wrap it up with little bit of news because it's few and far between with the writer strike and the director's killed. There is a video game news with the writer's strike where they're getting your right. Getting ready to strike too. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, SAG after uh, I, I didn't realize they were uh, the same. <laughs> I, 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 I assumed that the video game industry would have their own separate fucking yeah, yeah, writers you, guild you, or something. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And and now also just speaking of like people unionizing, um, I think like Star Wars and Disney. Um, visual effects artists are talking about unionizing as well, so it's not just going to be the guys working for Marvel. Yeah, yeah, I'm so, glad for them. Like, uh, just hearing all the horror stories about all the the VFX people, I didn't having to put in ridiculous hours and not being paid enough and being 
Uh, having demands thrust upon them that are unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah, like spray painting a child and things like that. That takes Obviously. 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You strip the boy naked. <laughs> I can, yeah. The Horowski um, method, right? No. Yeah. The holy mountain. Yeah, yeah, the Horowski method. Yeah. Uh, he crawls up to an altar real yeah. slow. He stands a frog and, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the real news now is that with the, I, they didn't say this is related to the SAG after strike mm-hmm. and the uh, director's, um, the, is the director's guild? No, it's the writers and uh, and and the actors strike. Yes. But it has to be because of the promotions. There's been movement on the Disney Plus side of the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff where Loki now is coming out on October 6th, which is right around the corner, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then instead of getting Echo this year all at once in november we're gonna get what if around christmas time something i'm not looking forward to <laughs> uh yeah i'm hoping it's much better than that first season i don't know if we'll be covering it here <laughs> people like that first season and we were just so not into it yeah uh, fuck. <laughs> if you're gonna tell what if stories tell something i haven't seen don't just mm-hmm. like tell the same story with a different character that's the stuff that drove me like really yeah nuts. yeah yeah like that Hank Pym murder mystery, that was a good one. Yeah, the uh, Doctor Strange one was uh, an all right one. And those were the only two. Kind Party of. Thor? Uh, I said those were the only two. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, Echo is now being released all at once in January of 2024. They're going to need all the promotion they can get from that goddamn thing. And Vincent D'Onofrio on a soapbox screaming like, hey, watch this because mm-hmm. Kingpin's in it, basically. Um X-Men 97 earlier than expected. No release date, but they are saying early 2024. I am looking forward to that one. I, uh, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic and hoping for the best. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It may not be. There's always a way it can go wrong. Do you find yourself revisiting the X-Men, the animated series since it's been on Disney plus? Uh, no, no. I, uh, I rewatched Wednesday the first two or three seasons or whatever, and yeah, wow. it, it's it's fun, it's good, but yeah, it has its time and place and nostalgia for me and a lot of people our age. It's yeah, one of those. I things. enjoy parts of it, but I recognize that I should be spending my time on other things a lot of the times. <laughs> yeah, just, like we're in a, a pretty good age for media, so it's yes. always something interesting coming out that I should be watching shit and trash. Of course. (laughs) Uh, perhaps the strangest news here, the last of the Marvel Disney plus projects to officially be on the docket. This time is coming fall of 2024. I'm imagining around the month of October for some obvious reasons, which I'll get to in a moment. The Agatha Harkness show has now been renamed from Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Yes. Agatha. House of Harkness. House of Harkness, yes. And now it is called. Both of those were pretty terrible names. And now they've gone with the the worst of the three, I think Agatha Darkhold Diaries. Yeah, uh, it's a gritty reboot of the Princess Diaries, I assume, and merging the two universes. I thought it was the Vampire Diaries. Ah, yeah, yeah. 
That may be what the Sam Witwer guy was in. Mm. I was thinking it was B. Newman, but... It could be. It could yeah. be. Why is Agatha Diaries of Anne Frank? It's very confusing here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a much grittier case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We find out who Mephisto finally is, and it was Adolf Hitler. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to make one guy the devil. <laughs> that's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it's uh, not Al Pacino. <laughs> I this, said, like your idea for the, uh, the subtitle of Agatha all along. Sure, it might not have anything to do with whatever story they're telling here, but that theme song is too nice to only use once. Yeah, is the theme song so nice you have to use it again? Um, <laughs> the uh, with the rhyme and bullshit on this podcast. Yeah. No, no, but that is right there. You have like a title font. You have everything. Yeah, it, 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 and everyone knows what it is. And with her being stuck in the sitcom universe or banished to it, surely there would still be some of those elements, unless they're just going to. Do something stupid. Yeah, just <laughs> they, might. they very well might. They've changed the name of this thing three times. None of it has been filmed, and no one knows what it is yet. It's mm-hmm. very confusing. I am very pessimistic about literally all of these things. The other three on the docket are Ironheart, no release date. Um Wonder Man, no release date, and Daredevil Born Again, no release date. Um They've started filming Daredevil Born Again. Uh, yeah. They, they forced Ironheart into a pretty solid movie for the purpose of accelerating her popularity for a television series. She's also a child, so film that thing before you can't. Yeah, um, recast. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, again, I'm... I'm she come to terms on this uh, writer's strike thing and get back to work. Yeah, you'd think it would make sense. Uh, some of the independent studios have already. Yeah, A24, yeah. Neon. Um, well, I mean, they're loaded with cash, though. They they can make some returns on all those things much easier than the big guys, right? I guess so. The guys whose executives like are literally buying yachts and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Sleeping yeah. on fucking... Uh, Piles of gold like a dragon. Yeah. yeah. Piles of gold and expensive prostitutes. Like, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I hate being pessimistic about the Marvel stuff, but it's kind of such an easy target right now that it's hard not to be, you know? Well, then I have to be honest about how you feel about the, the state of things. I am excited that after Ahsoka, we're going to go right into Loki, though. Yeah, I'm hoping they can keep similar quality as the last season, at the very least. Like, I had issues with the first season, but overall, it was one of the better ones. And it's the one that I think lends itself best to serialized formats. Yeah. You know? Like, it legitimately feels like a television series and not just like a six hour movie or something along those <laughs> lines, which a lot of these things do, including Ahsoka. Um, mm-hmm. So I am excited that right after Ahsoka, we're going to be getting to talk about Loki before our um, inevitable, the Marvels, which is still slated to be released 
this November. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us at mcubeyondinfinitypodcast at gmail.com and join in on the conversation on social media at the MCU Beyond Infinity Podcast Facebook group, a wonderful place that Kira, Travis, and I have started to talk any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, comic books, Star Wars, pop culture, and beyond. Please remember whatever podcast provider you are listening to this on to review, rate, and follow. Turns out it's follow, not subscribe, but I still like saying subscribe. It makes me feel like a fancy Gen Z YouTuber or something like that. But the uh, the ratings and and the uh, the following and the notifications do go a long way. So please remember to do that. And yeah, with all that being said, until next week, my name is John. I'm Travis. And when I don't have clever things to say, I'm just going to start using that thing now. So. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.